I just had a conversation with Caleb and Eric, and I am so furious with the both of you that if I could just whack you right upside your head, I would do it. What in the hell? What in the hell was going on between you that these two young men show up here today in this shape? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because either you're lying or you're confused. I I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have no idea how disconnected and enraged Caleb is? These two young men weren't raised. You chasing fame and you chasing ass. And these two young boys growing up on their own. Are you aware that he hasn't even liked him since you brought him in the door? No. Why don't you know? The words that you're saying and seeing them at home is totally contradictory. I'm not dismissing his feelings at all, he but... He don't have no feelings. He shut them off a long time ago. Just like you. That's not true. <laughs> what? That you can't shut your feelings off? Yeah, that somebody could just shut their feelings off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. You are neck down dead. You can't think about what you feel. You gotta feel it, Gabe. And if this boy could feel your heart, you, who took care of your children and didn't even have his own, and for this boy to sit in my face and tell me that he hates him, that's on you, not on him. I asked him, did you ever touch him inappropriately? Did he ever feel unsafe with you? He said no. So why is it that he would sit in my face, a stranger, and tell me you're a jerk? That he never liked you. Why would he do that? I don't know. He don't want to be in relationship with Which is you. not true. He needed that from his dad. And for whatever reason, he didn't get it. Maybe Gabe didn't say it in a way that he needed to hear it. No, I don't think he needed it from me. Here you go again. I saw everything. He needed that love from his blood father, not from me. Is that why you didn't give it to him? Yeah, that may be a part of it. I was never, I was never going to be good enough. Which is exactly what he said. Both of you needed the same thing, and the both of you didn't get it. Yes, Viamma. Yes, girl. <laughs> you heard me say frother. <laughs> this episode was certainly brought to you by Bullet Bourbon, okay, and a little ginger ale. So, hey. It's good, too. Okay. I was going to get us a bottle of wine. I was like, nah. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's I'm a not feeling night. that today. Hey, you're feeling the bird. It's, yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a little excerpt taken from... Was it the latest Yama episode? I don't think it was the latest. I think it's... One of the recents, though. One of the recents, yeah. yeah. Where she tried to fix the life of Trina Braxton and Gabe Braxton. <laughs> Just kidding. Gabe Solis. They're divorced. Yeah. yeah. And Even his pretty dick was house. all over the internet. Okay. They playing house. Okay. I believe that they still fucking. And I don't blame her. Sometimes <laughs> you need a little dick. Okay. But, and you know, we'll talk about it. You can see how like damaging yeah. it could be yeah. to you gotta count play the these roles, you know, just to go along, just to get along mm -hmm. and not addressing the bullshit. You know what I mean? But you know what I was thinking when I was watching this? Where was Tamar and why wasn't she the subject of focus? Okay? Because that life needs to be fixed. Okay? They might be wrapping up recording. Tonight. As we speak. 
<laughs> Seriously. Listen, Tamar and Evelyn deserve to be on Ayala Fix My Life. All right? I know that, you know, we and we've talked about Ayala a bit in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know we don't always agree with her tactics and her ways at about, all. you know, approaching situations. But I will say that, you know, I think she is that auntie voice that some people need like that hard that tough love um she doesn't always solve issues and and gets does she ever (laughs) but at least on the show it seems to be that she does get through to people in a way to get them to kind of open up and just talk about a lot of shit that we Mm -hmm. suppress and i mean people buy into it like we do I right. definitely do. My mama does. I remember my mama watched Iyama with me and she's like, oh, she has a gift. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> so Iyama definitely has a following and she definitely is doing something. So, hey. And she seems to know when to step back and let like professionals come in. Yeah, she has a whole team. So yeah. that's why I really fucks with her. I love, yeah. you know, Iyama, if you want to fix us, do it. Hung up on edition. Yeah, could you imagine? Out here crying. We'd be like the remember when she did like the um the gay men and one of them was like in the grass all weaving. Could you imagine us rolling in the grass? I already know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna go out in the backyard, fall out in the grass, and just that's how we get started. How would she read you? I feel like Yana will look at me and be like, all this smiling you're doing, (laughs) there's hurt under there. Let it go, beloved. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, for me, it would be probably, you know, getting me to open up and, like, just talk. Yeah, like, you're talking this deep voice. Right. We can't hear you. What you hiding? Okay. What are you masking? You've never felt heard. Underneath that door. And see, this is all showing up in your relationships, Eric. <laughs> she would start to be like, I'm not going to fight you for your <laughs> I'm not here to do a podcast, okay? I'm here to be real. <laughs> like how she opened up with Trina again? She would let us know. You know, I had reservations about coming on to a podcast. Because I know what you do. Because I know what y'all do. Okay? But I'm not here to do a the podcast. Mic, the camera and the action, okay? <laughs> I'm not here to record episode 44. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for your healing. Okay. And I'm not going to fight you. Oh, for your healing. I love when she say that. I'm not going to fight you for your healing. I love me some Yama. I can't, I can't fake the fun. Oh, God. That didn't work with, um, was it Kamaya? Oh, Kamaya was ready to fight her, but not for the healing. Okay? <laughs> it was for those edges. She said, I told you to stop talking to me. She brolicked up. Listen, just you like we encourage you. <laughs> I was out of control. Kamaya was out of pocket and disrespectful. Yeah, Kamaya didn't even speak. She really did. But just as we encourage you to watch Kingdom Come, get him to Iyamla, okay? Because we make it a part of the conversation as you see all the time. So we are here for the girl. You may not agree with everything she says or does, but you'll at least get a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that said, though, hi. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast where... He may not want to be in relationship with you, okay? Right. Get into my business. Right. Or he may just want to play house with you. Oh, get into my business again. Right. <laughs> taking your cookie, taking your food. Okay, take your cookies and not reload the pantry. Right. Nasty. <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. We're just here to learn together, right? <laughs> and as you would say, that's when you're really going to need us. Okay. Okay. When they start acting up. 
But as well, not even but. We'll never hang up we'll on never it. Hang up. As always, again, this episode was brought to you by Bourbon. As always, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y N. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Thank you for all your emails and all of your feedback on the content. Um, we really appreciate it. Continue to send that to Hung Up Pod at gmail.com. Um, that includes the DMs, y'all. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we appreciate it. Um, post on the episode post that we put on our Instagram page um, or send your comments to HungUpPod, as you know. And also, thank you guys so much for your ratings. Please keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Keep the comments coming on SoundCloud. Keep supporting us anywhere that you can find a man who will marry you, divorce you, and then still fuck you while y'all divorce. Okay? <laughs> and call it friendship. Okay. <laughs> Raise your kids. Yeah. Okay. Not talk to them after y'all divorce, but still sleep in your guest house. Right. And be okay with it. Trina knew what she was doing, though. It she was did. convenient to have some living dick. But you know, it feels to help good you take care of your kids to feel loved while you are focusing on your career. Mm hmm. But it also feels good to have attention, right? None of us can say we don't want attention, but even if it's bad, even for if you, it's bad, yeah. but I guess we'll get there, we will. won't we? We will. <laughs> How are you, P. Ryan? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. Locks flowing, beard flourishing, skin looks great. Yeah, you look great. Um, but I'm well Thank this you. week. I feel like my week is just the same because time is moving so quickly. So it's just like same shit every week. But a week of balance, um, two themes that kind of came out of my week were that honestly, so many times we knock people for quote unquote being thirsty or quote unquote like, I guess like being too vocal and showing themselves too much or wanting too much attention. But let me tell you something. There's a saying that says closed mouth, don't get fed. So be thirsty, be hungry, it'll bless you, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't open that mouth, if you don't get in people's faces, if you don't try to make yourself seen in certain situations, you won't get the blessing that you desire. So, you know, if you want that man, let him know. If you want that job, ask somebody about it, right? If you want that <coughs> externship position, don't just put it on paper in a vision board, but literally get in somebody's face. And let them know your needs because you never know what that'll turn into. Yeah. Um, another. That. Yeah. Yeah. Another theme um, from this week is that you need to have a spirit of discernment because fuckboys will as well. <laughs> right? So I believe that every fuckboy on this planet has a spirit of discernment and they know when you're doing well. And it is when they know that you are doing well that they will hit your phone and say, hey, what's up? Just thinking about you. Right? Hey, they may not talk to you for a good three to five months, but as soon as you know your credit starts looking better, your skin starts clearing up, the gym that you keep going to starts working out for your body, that, they'll hit you saying, oh, I was just thinking about you. Is that what's going <laughs> on this week? I didn't say this is my story, but I'm saying this oh. is just a, a good word. This okay. is my story. <laughs> you better sing this here. This is my story. <laughs> Praising my savior all the day long. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> but just know, stay on guard. But doesn't the word say, be ye watchful and be ye vigilant? Okay. Because fuckboys will pop up <laughs> once you're doing well. Don't let them bring you back down. That is hilarious. Fuck niggas got a spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. They do. But what about you? How was your week? My week was cool. Um, for me, some things that came up this week was, number one, um, renew your faith um, in things that we may have felt robbed of or that was taken from us. I think in reality, we just robbing ourselves. Mm. So this week, um, I had an opportunity to kind of step back into a space mm. that I had removed myself from for a little bit. And um, it wasn't the easiest thing to do, but I'm, I'm glad I did it at the end of the day. Um, and, it, and it feels good, you know, reclaiming your time. So you realized you robbed yourself, but you became Robin Hood, right? <laughs> so you took from yourself, but then you gave back to yourself. <laughs> ah, that's the word. That'll preach. <laughs> that will preach. But it's, it's true, though. Mm-hmm. I think when we we feel a way about... We, we think that things are happening to us all the time, when really we're doing it to ourselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... What else came up this week? Folks don't listen. Even when they solicit your opinion, I noticed that people will ask you for your opinion and won't listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just be mindful of, you know, where you um, expound your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone who asks you for your opinion don't or what you think it. about something, don't always want to hear it. Or they have ulterior motives for your opinion. All so right. just be just be wary. Like Solange told us, be wary. I'm weary. Of the ways of the world. You gotta be. <laughs> you really have to be. Besides that, I moved. You did. <laughs> I went from one unit, I decided to just move up a level. No, Eric um, literally moved on up. Okay? Moved- and to the east side. Okay? <laughs> to a deluxe apartment, truly in the sky. In the sky. You're on the <laughs> floor. Oh, we shouldn't probably tell people you're on the floor, but I'm gonna leave it out. <laughs> you finally got a piece of that pie. Okay? I'm proud of you. Pie is not cheap, but um, that was really, I spent um, time really this weekend doing that. Thank you so much for the folks who who came out and helped me um, make that move. It was the easiest move I've ever made because it was literally just going upstairs. Um, but because I moved over the weekend, I didn't have any internet until today, so I definitely felt like Betty Rebel living up in Bedrock Lofts okay. for about a week. You can make the Bedrock, Ooh, oh, young money. Oh. I guess it's my turn. Come here. Let me put that pussy on your sideburns. Nicki Minaj early lyrics. Okay. We'll, we'll, I'll let you listen to it afterwards. That could be the only I didn't know you were a Nicki fan. Um, you know, I'm a fan of talent. We've never talked about that. We can. One day. We've never talked about I that. I enjoy too. the Minaj. We, we haven't had the female rap conversation oh and it's slowly but surely seeping into well as we move on to the show well we'll, you'll see it seeps into our conversation here and there yeah so one day we can we can talk about female rap (laughs) we can do that (laughs) and maybe roxanne roxanne can be the backdrop to the conversation the netflix show with me along yeah but yeah that was that's my check-in p ryan it's great to be here with you great to be here with you too should we cuddle listeners should we be cuddling right now Hmm? Should we be cuddling right now? Or 
I don't think that would make for a good show. Wow. Okay, fine. Curve me. You guys heard it. That's fine. But we can clink clink. No, we won't. So I'm just kidding. Hi. <laughs> clink. Bad. Bad. <laughs> perfect. Norma was going through. He was. But speaking of going through, let's go through this listener feedback. You got any? So, I don't really have, um, like, the, I, I know some folks hit us up in the DMs this week. Jazz, one of our faithful listeners. Um, we, we really appreciate the love and the feedback. But I figured, you know, this week, I said, let me take some time to troll our followers, like followers of the show, mm-hmm. to see, you know, what, what folks are up to. So, I just want to shout out a few people. Dominique.McClendon, her porcupine died. She had a pet Aww. porcupine. Who has a porcupine? Not me. That's just so different. Yeah. So, but. Which I see you. We uh, have a different following. Her, okay. her porcupine um, passed away. So, shout out to follower of the show, Dominique. Um, his name was Spike Lee. That's cute. That nice? That's really cute. So, rest in peace to Spike Lee. Um, as he transitions to porcupine heaven. Um, I saw Psy underscore podcast. Um, we follow them. They follow us. Mm. And they posted this video of folks on the New York train. They were just on a subway, and they were literally just passing L's on the train. I said, my God, we're really coming to a different time. Hey, Psypod. But I really feel like weed is just going to be legal everywhere one day. I mean, it's just crazy. But what I think is even crazier are these um, multi-million dollar businesses that are opening up. One is coming to um, New York, I heard today, um, a big chain, multi-million dollar cannabis businesses where we have a lot of folks serving time. Under the jailhouse. Mm, for smoking a little weed. For smoking weed. weed or for Selling low weed. For selling low weed. And it's just like boggles my mind now that it's... Become a business. Well, it's white now. Mm-hmm. And because it's white, it's now a multi-million dollar business. You know, oh, listen. After a while, they're going to be selling organic-ass weed, right? Or, you know, vegan weed. Vegan weed. Right? They're going to market this shit. Pick up your vegan biscuits. Mm. With a little bit of cannabis. And last but not least, I just wanted to shout out... Is it Soul? I think Soul. Yes, Soul LGBT. Or, yes, sorry. Soul underscore LGBT. Um, just wanted to shout them out for, you know, just their positive imaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and just always, you know, giving us um, something inspirational, uplifting, and just putting the spotlight on the black LGBTQ community. So it's really one of my dreams for us to like do something with soul. So what we need to do is take a page out of my check-in and get in their face. Right? <laughs> Be thirsty. Be thirsty. Uh-huh. Slide into their th- DMs. DMs. Like, hey girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, since you're giving out shout outs, I just want to give one final one since it's kind of our listener feedback section. Shout out to Andy Cohen, um, executive oh, yeah. producer, um, kind of face, owner, whatever, of Bravo TV, okay. affiliated with the Housewives of Atlanta, D.C., Potomac, Beverly Hills, Orange County, Joy-Z. He liked one of our posts 
<laughs> that we recently posted um, regarding our Married to Medicine episode. And so that's super uh, like exciting. I feel like we're that much closer to becoming the Real Housewives of Philadelphia <laughs> or the Real Housewives of Philadelphia. Who's bought into the reunion? Yes. Who's going to host the reunion? <laughs> okay. So and, since Andy has already likened us, now we just need you to engage in some DMs with us. Okay, let's pull up a contract. You don't mm. have to pay me Nene Leaks money. Maybe you need to test me out a couple seasons or test us out. Okay. Okay. Pay us Cynthia. Test us out, pay us Cynthia or even Peter salary. Okay. <laughs> and let's go from there. I love it. All right. It might be Marlo's salary. That's okay, cause Marlo getting paid without a peach. <laughs> it's all right. It's all come right. on, come on for getting paid without a peach. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really dope. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Thank you so much, we Andy. Love you. Watch what happens live. Just put us on something. We could bartend for Watch What Happens Live. In the background. I'll be bartending in the background. Okay, and you know that night they'd be tore up because we don't know about portion control. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. We could bring our whiskey. We can bring our Merlot. Mm -hmm. um, All the things that... All you this know, bourbon we, with a splash we of drink okay. on the Hung Up podcast. We can bring it and host the bar. Okay. And show Andy and, and the boys a good time. A very good time. <laughs> All right, Andy. All right. So let's just move on to this little topic. You ready? What you want to talk about? So earlier this week, um, and you know, beginning of this episode we opened up with a skit from um one of the recent episodes of Ayana Fix My Life um Broken Reality and me and you talking about this um earlier this week because topics about dreams deferred and not being happy where we are in life and wanting more but just feeling stuck and how different types of relationships can really be an anchor um, that's pulling us down in, in many different ways. We've talked about a lot of these types of things on the show. So with this uh, recent episode and Trina, which I was like, oh, it's, it's Trina. And, you know, it's... Braxton. It's Trina Braxton. And we, <laughs> you know, we really do see them. You know, I think Ayala made a point in that, you know, they do kind of have this image on the Braxton reality show, mm-hmm. especially with the mom who more times than than not, comes across very strong. And angry. Very much, I raised my children the right way. You know, I gave all my kids what they needed. And, and my husband wasn't shit. And my husband he was wasn't laying shit. it low and spreading it wide. And he didn't care who it is. <laughs> but to that point, though, we, we remember that scene where she said that to her now ex-husband and all... The kids were shocked. So uncomfortable. Yeah. So uncomfortable. So like, oh my God, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought that it would be great to kind of bring this conversation to the Hung Up podcast. Um, many of us have either been in a situation that we see Gabe and Trina in, or we're there right now. Mm-hmm. Ayala said at the end of this episode, how people have wronged us in our lives especially from our childhood, shows up in our relationships as we are adults. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is that in realizing that we are now in the position to kind of stop that cycle. So I thought let's, you know, kind of just share a brief topic about it and we can dish about the episode so that the listeners can kind of maybe benefit from that. Let's do it. <laughs> so first let me just say, I didn't really know that 
up until now that Trina and Gabe was even a, still a thing. Yeah. But I have to be honest in saying that I haven't been keeping up with the Braxtons, Mm-mm. so I really don't know what's going on. I'm a couple seasons behind myself, so I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that they were together apart. I didn't know what was going on. Well, that's the thing, P. Ryan. Like, they're divorced, but they're, they're still, still together, together mm-hmm. having sex with each other, mm-hmm. even though the relationship with the kids is, like, really bad. Yeah. It's and that's no shade because how many of us do that shit? That's true. Okay. Take bits and pieces of what we want and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. You break up with that nigga, you tell him, okay, we done, but next thing you know, y'all still fucking every other weekend. So it's like they're in this pseudo type relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. That a lot of us find ourselves in. Absolutely. And, and we find ourselves in it for different reasons. It could be the sex. It could be the convenience. It could be, I need help with these bills because I can't do this shit by myself. It could be the desire to actually just have somebody there who feels comfortable. Because that's something that we don't talk about a lot. Yeah. It's just that the human touch is really important. Mm-hmm. Like, we really do yearn to just have someone there. A in presence. Our presence. Yeah. yeah. That's that's really true. So with that being said, P. Ryan, how much damage do you think we're doing to ourselves where we're in these toxic, abusive situations where we have these instances of feeling good and that's why we're there? But then we really find ourselves in these dark, depressive places. A part of me just wants to say we do a lot of damage, but it's hard to kind of quantify like how much we do though, right? But let's kind of dig dig deeper. So we stay in these kind of relationships because they serve a purpose, right? There's a feeling of something about what we're in, even though it's damaging, makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. But Loki, on the flip side, I feel like with these relationships, <clears throat> a part of what keeps us in is a fear of being alone and facing what that feels like, mm-hmm. right? Especially if we've been in something where we haven't had to be alone for like years upon years upon years or months upon months upon months, right? So there's this kind of like two working spheres or cycles. One where it's just like having someone feels great even though there are some shitty aspects to what we have. But then also the idea of not having someone is so scary. I just want to avoid that completely. I wonder and if, like, feeling... No, like, don't, no, no go I, ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that I really think that just as a society, being alone for a lot of people just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and so... But that makes sense. Well, not even makes sense, but, like, you're right, right? So, like, even being single individuals, so many people ask, oh... P. Ryan, you're about to turn 27. Eric, you're in your 30s. Like, what's up? Why are you still single? Right. You don't even at work. There's so many people are just like, I don't understand why you're still you're still single. Girl, could it not just be my choice? Which is a really dumb. Stop saying that, y'all. That's really uncomfortable. Stop saying Because <laughs> I'm gonna just sit there and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like or asking them why are you single? Yeah. Like it's maybe it just wasn't in the cards. But that said, there's these when you're in this toxic relationship, I feel like there are these two working spirits, and I could be completely wrong because. Again, I'm not in a relationship, right? But I think staying in such a situation is so damaging because not only are you staying in something that is not working towards your benefit, but you're not allowing yourself to experience how you thrive when that comfort zone is taken away, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not really actualizing or recognizing your strength. You're kind of just like... Like Whitney, you didn't know your own strength. I didn't know! 
floor. <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know. And neither did Trina. Okay. I can really dig that. Mm-hmm. I like that, P. Ryan. The dick may be bomb, but like, girl, dick is too plentiful. Like, Trina could find dick anywhere. She's on a TV show. Even if she was the most horrible looking person ever. That's like what we think, like, as we perceive this, as we watch, mm-hmm. right? But I think it's really up to us. Like, if we don't have that self-confidence that we can find dick anywhere. Okay, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. If we don't have that self-confidence that we can be with Mm -hmm. or in a situation that's better than the one that we're in now, we're going to stay in that shitty situation. And I think even so, we'll, like, more so cling to that idea of the comfort that I have now is better than the uncertainty of what will or will not come if I leave. So that's how you stay in this shit. And unfortunately, being alone for some people is just not an option. Okay. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, that you can really end up in some mm-hmm. fucked up situations. I remember you and me talked about peace, right? Do people not realize that the most peaceful state you can be in is by your damn self? Yeah. Right? To bring somebody up in your shit. That's why Whoopi Gober said, I don't have a man because I don't want nobody in my house. You want peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have a man. To bring somebody in your space is really to sign up to at some point in time be in some sort of conflict, to have your peace shifted. So I think it's so funny that as humans, we, we strive for peace, but at the same time, we want situations that force us to give up a certain amount of that piece. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because we don't afford ourselves the things that we really deserve. Mm. We often neglect ourselves of the things that we deserve. For the idea of the greatness to come, right? The right. idea that this relationship will bring some amazing thing that we didn't have before. Right. I remember saying last week how, you know, falling in love with yourself is like one of the greatest ideas to mm-hmm. just really mm-hmm. and and you have to sometimes be alone and spend time with yourself in order to really accomplish that. But how many of us do? Okay. Or take the time to do that before deciding to I'm going to go in. out here and sure. I'm going to start dating or get on the app and see what's popping. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, folks get on the app just to have sex. You may not necessarily need to prepare <laughs> for all of that. You know what I mean? But yeah. As far as, like, getting out there dating, um, however, w- whichever platform you use to date. Um, yeah, so watching Gabe's and Trina's interaction on this on the show, you can see that even though that they were divorced, they still treated each other like they were married. Mm. You know what I mean? It, just in the sense of, I'm going to take care of you, you're going to take care of me. I'm going to take advantage of you. You're going to take advantage of me. I remember they were saying that he had a surgery on his nose. And Trina was like, yeah, I had to nurse him back to health. You're not his wife. You didn't have to do shit. You didn't have to do anything. But you chose to. And Ayala brought that up. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how much a title like being married, being committed, deciding to go from just dating to an actual relationship or to decide to go from just texting and liking pictures on the gram to actually committing to maybe meeting up and sharing space and time with each other. Do these quote-unquote labels carry too much weight or responsibility for some people? Does it kind of drive our decisions? Does it drive how we feel about ourselves? 
Because some people really fear and, and like clamor up to the idea of commitment, mm. but will be taking advantage of a situation all day until you actually put a label on it, right. like getting married. You know what I mean? You hear about people wanting their cake and eating it too. Kind of like that idea. Do you think it's the actual label? Does the label kind of solidify something? Does it close the door? And, and it, what is it about commitment that really do you think stresses people out and, and causes us to make bad decisions? Mm. These are hard ass questions. <laughs> oh shit! Well, like I don't... <laughs> probably shouldn't have had birth. Is it a label? Do but you I don't know. I don't think that so. Stress or is it something else? I don't think it's a label because Trina moved from the label of a wife to an ex-wife, right? So if the label really solidified things, homie would not be up in her house after no surgery, living in her penthouse for like, or in her guest house. For three months afterwards, still sleeping with her, all this stuff, because he would I be a what? A full ex, right? Mm. He would have been crossed out. But if I were to guess what makes us stay in these things and like these toxic relationships and kind of like what keeps us trapped in these situations, it really is, or well, I don't know if it really is, but I feel like it might be. The fact that we, we've clung to these past relationships, right? So the fact that a, a past relationship happened, a deep connection happened, and whether or not we've said, okay, we're broken up, or whether or not we call each other exes, right? Despite the title, there is still kind of like the mental marriage or the mental adherence to the fact that we actually had something super deep, and I still think that thing exists. So I'm going to milk this thing until there is some huge sign that I can't reject that says, no, this is completely dead. And I think that's what keeps people in these cycles. So from look, committing. Yeah. Because they're, like, afraid. Like, I, like, you make the commitment from the jump, so I am still committed to this until, regardless of titles, regardless of if we're still married or if we're now exes or if, you know, we've been separated for two years and we know nothing about each other in those two-year spans, I still made a commitment. I'm still mentally committed to this. So whenever you call for something, I'm going to give it to you. Whenever you come through, we're going to flirt because we're still committed, right? There hasn't been a sign that has shown me, no, this is 100% dead, right? And I think what gets us so caught up and crazy is that we are always looking for that absolute sign that tells us that it's completely done. And that sign low-key never comes. I think we look for absolutes in so many different types of ways mm -hmm. that even, you know, taking it back to the title, I think we associate different things with different titles. Mm -hmm. And by putting a title on something, like, instead of just talking, like, casually talking, like, now we're dating, now there's, like, a set of responsibilities, possibly, right, that comes with... Those different... Domains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. if we go from dating to being married, some people are so afraid of taking that extra step to being married because then they feel like, oh, this is forever. I can't get out of it. And if I do, it's going to be very expensive. You know what I mean? Like, I think that um, we can set ourselves up like that. Um, and I think we do, to, you know, put a lot of emphasis on titles when titles are not always necessary. I think society tells us that we have to categorize not just our relationships, but everything. 
Because everything needs uh, to, we, you know, we have, it's probably in hu- human nature that it's we called heuristics. identify things. It makes things easier, right? So if you don't have a title, you mm. don't know what a thing is defined. It's a little as. more confusing. But with a title, it's just like okay, you're in this box. Y'all two are in this box. My relationship. But with can't this that be problematic? Oh, absolutely. Because some boxes blur all the time. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 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 For sure. So. Something else about Gabe and Trina's uh, interaction that I thought was really interesting is that, you know, Gabe stays with Trina and he doesn't talk to the boys that live there with their mother. So strange. Yeah. And, you know, I I agree with you. I I thought that was really strange because one thing I know about little boys and their mamas (laughs) is that they're very protective of their mothers, Mm -hmm. number one. And, you know, when they bring, when, when mom decides to bring another man into the house, it can either go two ways. It can either go all the way left or, you know, things can be okay. So I just really thought that that was really interesting that Gabe was that comfortable playing house with Trina, but didn't think that it was necessary to have a relationship with the kids. And he justified it that, oh, Caleb and Eric needed that attention from their blood father. That was not my place to to give that to them. So I'm just wondering, like, how many stepdads or stepmoms out there, you know, it, it would be great if we could have one of them dial in or call or sit on the show right now. To, if you to a like, stepdaddy. Yeah, if you a stepdaddy. A stepdaddy. Um, <laughs> tweet us at HungUpPod to let us know, like, what type of position are you really put in when you inherit stepchildren? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel those biological responsibilities or do you not because at the end of the day these are not kids that you made but I think it's funny though because even if we're godparents or if we're like aunties and uncles sometimes we feel those biological connections to our like nieces and nephews or to our godchildren and your responsibilities too so for him to say that or for it to be brought out that like he was completely detached from these kids and taught them how to be detached throughout their upbringing. And even after the divorce, he kind of just let them have their space. And he was just like, well, that wasn't my responsibility. That was their biological dads. Even though he was with them for all these years, I thought that for me was like a red flag, right? And I think the message that communicated for me was not necessarily that he felt that it was their biological dad's responsibility because he did show up as a dad in certain aspects, right? He did. But I think when it came to the emotional aspect, because... You know, we learned later on in the show that he didn't have that emotional wellness growing up. He didn't know how to give them kids that, that emotional right. Right. space, right? Right. He didn't know how to say, all right, show, this is what you need and this is what I'm going to give you in a positive light. All he knew was to kind of detach himself, maybe because he was afraid that he would give off the wrong emotion and raise them in a fucked up way, not knowing that he kind of did by detaching, right? So for me, it just... And I could be completely wrong, but it highlighted the fact that he just didn't know how to care for these kids emotionally in the way that they needed. Right. Which we find a lot with our fathers, especially in the black and brown community. Say so. And if we find that out with our daddies, the biological ones, imagine how much tougher it is for a stepdaddy to come in when these kids are young, right? So they're looking at you as real daddy. Right. Or not real, but bio daddy, right? right? How much... Anxiety, do you think that builds? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm really wondering how a stepdad would feel. And I'm also wondering, and I think that was definitely um, Gabe's, in this situation, I think Gabe 
could have or may have wanted to give Caleb and Eric a better experience, but couldn't because he didn't get those tools himself. But I wonder in other situations, how much do we really buy into the people that we're dating or that we decide to play house with or move in with or even to befriend? Um, You know, how much do we really buy into people or do we pick things from people that we admire and that we really like and we cling on to that? Um, Oh, so like, are you saying how much do we like try to get to understand the real person rather than kind of like the facade that we've created for right. them. Ooh, I guess that's a case-by-case basis. I, yeah, definitely. Because right. I'm wondering, like, in some situations where a stepdad or a stepmom comes into a situation and they're disconnected from the kids, whoever you're, decide- whoever you're dating, that is who they are. They have kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just wonder how much, you know, people are buying into all of that person. You know what I mean? Are you accepting of the kids? Because, you know, I've heard of situations, especially with step parents, where, you know, step the step parent either hates the kids or the kids hate the step parent. It's a very common thing yeah. in in families that have to remarry or that have may, maybe had a divorce or a separation. I just wonder how much we buy into people. And I think it makes us look at all our relationships, like our friendships, because I think like you, you just mentioned, I think it comes up in our friendships too. Yeah. You know, that yeah. we don't really spend the time getting to know people, number one, yeah. and, you know, we don't necessarily, like I said, buy into all of who they are. We just kind of get comfortable. With what we already know of them and what the story that we've built. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yo, let's open this thing up. So... If you guys listening, Let's open it up because you did say in the beginning, closed mouths and legs. So we gonna get up in your face, face. okay? (laughs) So if you guys are a step parent, if you happen to have been a step child, if you happen to have been a biological child, right, but had a strained relationship, what's your take on it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you take time to understand or investigate or know the person the persons the people that you were dealing with or did you kind of take them at face value did your parents take the partners that they had at face value or did they actually get to know them and how did that impact you like we want to hear from you i like that yeah Hit us up, let us know hungapod at gmail.com <laughs> everywhere else hungapod anywhere you can find a man who you know may have just married you from face value and right. really get to know you, you <laughs> see how this thing you. maybe not even married you but just got with you got with you off for that face, face value. value okay that jack face value Rob Kardashian that, we praying for you so that picture and them profile stats and that's what made him get with you but meanwhile he don't know you he don't know you <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> alright did I just read myself and everybody listening Mm-mm. <laughs> you read me <laughs> Okay. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. Potty break. We'll be back. Bye. I'm still lost, holding in all of the anger at the bottom of the ocean. And I thought you'd be my savior. I was distracted, unaware of his behavior. But when I started drowning, I didn't know he was the anchor. Sup, y'all. Hi. We're back. 
How you feeling, P. Ryan? Let me tell you something. Uh, you like, Let me tell you something, sis. I know this whiskey is good. Isn't this good? You know, this is what Chesare had two weekends ago when he, when he and I fell in love with it. I'm like, yo, I need to fucks with this. It was also the past um, drink of choice for uh It was the drink of choice for a past crush of mine. So Really? Yeah. But Do the nigga had good taste because it's good. Okay? Good tasting. Good. Oh, well, I don't know if he has a dick. I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should we save that for another episode? We can. Cause you be you be always talking about you don't be got you don't be having don't do this nobody. To me. I don't when you're shit. I don't. And I know that that's a lie. That's not a lie. It's I don't not, tell. In the words of Mimi's, I don't tell lies like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. You know. No one that has really caught your attention yet. Well, but it's you not even definitely that. have the attention. Of I feel people. like maybe I haven't caught theirs. Right. To that, to the extent where like we we've built something or we're going to build something that's worth mm-hmm. talking about. So right? they have the idea of Patrick, but they haven't bought it in a hundred percent. Okay. They haven't taken the they time. T- they want to sample, the work. but they don't want to buy the full meal. Okay. <laughs> they want the appetizer, but they don't know this is a full entree. A oh, full course. Okay. <laughs> See, Eric, we not well. We got to wrap up this show before we, do, we don't have a show at all. Okay? Well, what's going to happen to it? Because I'm going to fall off the wagon. I'm okay, gonna... before you fall off the wagon, okay. we're going to finish. Let's, let's finish um, up this conversation about Trina and Gabe. Um, you know, Ayala told Trina that she felt that she was giving her sons too much information, mm-hmm. especially Caleb. He was very much in tune with how his mom was depressed, how much she lacked self-esteem, like all these different things. Do you think that we need to create boundaries with our children? And if we do, are those boundaries age-restricted? Like, as they get older, are we able to share more with our kids in regards to adult shit because Trina was really sharing a lot of adult shit with her kids like what are your thoughts about that see I don't know because like I think all families work differently so you really have to do what works for you I think if I were to have a kid like if I was like a full grown adult and I had a kid that was 19 maybe I wouldn't share every single thought that I had and I wouldn't share how you know my relationship has impacted my self esteem because I don't want my kid at 19 you know your frontal lobe and everything is still developing you're not processing <laughs> things i the way i am and i'm still not processing things right right <laughs> so i don't want to share anything with you that'll fuck you up along the way and maybe like hinder your view of a certain person we saw clearly how his view of gabe was completely you know shifted not from what he saw but from what his mom was telling him i feel you i think that some parents can share, like one of my parents, they definitely shared a lot with me. Mm-hmm. I do feel that sometimes um, parents can share too much yeah. and give their kids too much because it takes away from their child experience because you're trying to impress upon them your adult experience. So I'm, I'm, you know, the frame of thought, let children be children. Like, let them stay in their space for as long as possible because once you become an adult... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's when shit just is all over the place and you have to figure your life out. And, and once you to... grow them too fast, they try to be grown with you. And that's how they get cut. That's the thing. <laughs> and we see these grown-ass kids out on the streets, out on the playground, out on the train, you know what I mean, with these 
terrible adult mouths and these adult attitudes mm-hmm. and these adult mannerisms. And it's because, in my opinion, we are just allowing the children to be too involved in what's going on between the parents. Yeah. They don't need to know everything. Especially, they don't need to know you hate your baby daddy. You don't need to tell your child that once... You don't have to remind them of that once a week. If your relationship is fucked up with the baby father or the baby mother... Protect your child's innocence. Allow them to still have a childhood. But then look and at you allow now. them to have a re- build a relationship with them, yeah. with the step parent or with their father or with their mother, without having you there to kind of like create this bias. You know what I mean? But then look at Trina. Like she not only had conversations with her children, but it came about that she was like verbally abusive to Gabe, right? So she showed on different fronts that, okay, I don't fuck with this nigga. So, of course, her kids internalized and the youngest one, even more so, was just like, okay, well, you don't fuck with him, I don't either. You know what I mean? So it really does shift the way and shift the Mm relation, the way your children view the person, but also shifts the relationship between those two. So, you know, just be cognizant, y'all. Definitely. Um, You know, finishing this conversation up and then we'll do a final thought. I thought it was really interesting how Gabe expressed to Trina that he never felt good enough for her. Mm. That no matter what he could do, no matter what he did, it was never right enough for her. Yeah, he was such a shitty person. (laughs) Let's talk about it. (laughs) Bring it up. So, and we can bring that up too, but mm-hmm. where I was going with it oh, was... Okay. sorry. <laughs> we can do that like, too. Well, you, you can take the train this way, but right. where I was trying to go... <laughs> Listen, whatever we want to do... Uh, you go ahead. Go ahead, I'm let sorry. The, let, the, let the whiskey direct and guide the no, conversation. No, don't let it, please, I'm, don't I'm, let it. I'm so cool Because obviously... <laughs> <laughs> um, sh- Caleb, in turn, also expressed that he never felt good enough in his relationship Mm. with Gabe. I'm wondering, you know, we just talked about how our attitudes and the things that we say as parents can impact our children in different types of ways. How often do you think our own personal childhood issues impact our kids and, like, do we pass down trauma? Mm. Like, what I experience, I'm going to kind of hand over to you whether I do that intentionally or not. Or not, yeah. And I, of course, a lot of parents, right? We can't say all parents, but most, many parents want the best for their kids. So they don't intentionally pass on these traumas. But children become by observing, right? Modeling is a thing in psychology. So we see how our parents move, whether or not they intend for us to see it or not. And low-key, a lot of the traumas and baggage that we carry, the next generation will be like, all right, that's how my daddy acted in this situation. That's how my mom acted in this situation. This is how I'm going to act in that situation too, right? Because that's the reference point that I have. Whether they realize it or not. Whether they realize it or not. Because Trina didn't realize mm -hmm. that. It wasn't until the end of the episode that she realized Mm -hmm. that she was just doing what she... Saw. Yeah. With her but mom then, and her like, dad. It's so hard to kind of change that narrative, though, because we talked about even in the last episode, like, it takes, after we've learned how to act a certain way for years and years and years, how can we unlearn that, even though we recognize that it's toxic? How do we unlearn that in a day? Right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So even yeah. if we're on a journey of unlearning and our children may see that, yeah. what they're still going to see as a reference point is the way we acted for years and years prior. 
Mm. Right? Damn. So how do we? How do you break the cycle? Okay. Even when you decide to break the cycle, how effective is that? You know what I mean? Um, And and I'll talk about that a little bit in my final thought. Are we good to close this conversation out? I'm ready to finalize. (laughs) (laughs) So on the unpack your shame, unpack your shame. (laughs) Come on, choir. Eric, you got to do it just one time. Woo! Okay. Okay. <laughs> I did it. I hit the highest note that my deep ass voice could I could sense the hit. discomfort just in your face. You're just <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> it's okay, right? Come on. On the Unpack Your Shame Chicago episode, you know, you and I talked about how fathers can, you know, sometimes neglect our sons, neglect their sons, and not give them what they need because they themselves didn't get it. And we saw that in Gabe and Caleb's situation. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, you know, going back to the whole reason why I even wanted to bring this topic to the podcast, anyone listening, all the sons listening, and the fathers too, that if you know your relationship is clinging to life support, you know, do something. Do something now. Do something right now while you're listening to this podcast. Send a text. If you don't want to call, if you're okay with calling, call and just, you don't have nothing. You don't have to have anything to talk about. Just say, I was thinking about you. You know what I mean? Break the cycle, breaking the cycle. And this is, this goes back to how we were kind of closing out the last question. How do we even break the cycle? It can seem damn near impossible. Sometimes it is. Breaking the cycle is not going to be easy and it's not a hundred percent successful. So know that going into you know, if you're going to try to, you know, break the cycle, just yeah. just realize what it is. But I think we all owe it to ourselves. You just owe it to yourself to try. And it may seem impossible. But what do you say? Impossible, impossible. things are happening every day. <laughs> okay. For a plain pumpkin <laughs> to, to become a golden carriage. Yo, Eric, can I just be so transparent right now? When you Is said, you said, it's the, it's the bird. drunk ass bitch. Okay. Because you were just like, call or text. I was like, bitch, we got a number? The hookup pie got a line? Did I, say call? <laughs> I you thought you meant text and call us. I was just like, wait, what? Wishful thinking. <laughs> By the way, y'all, we should set up like a, a number where folks can call and call like, in. Messages yes. And, call our phone. On the way. And if anyone wants to sponsor and pay for call it, us. let us know. But you can't steal my loans, Tyrone. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Speaking of which, did you... He's been like... He's out. been all over the news. Did you see him he's fake cry on national television? With his lawyer. He did from that. A, from Atlanta. My sis did it. He but, was an entertainment lawyer, which I thought was interesting. Can I tell you, I really don't think that he like stole those funds. I really feel like he thought that was a gift to him because I heard that he also comes from like a high profile-ish family mm-hmm. and you know niggas in high places get the hookup, right? So he could be rich but be still getting like all this money to afford Gucci and this and that and like an alpaca, not a mink. Right? Okay? <laughs> alpaca. You see, so shout out to the In Theory podcast with Terry Theory because he really broke down the fashions that my girl Tyrone was wearing. It was some shit. It wasn't all that. So, I'll say this. So, he was on a budget. In regards to the the videos that he has been posting. And by the way, y'all, we just closed the conversation out. Thank you. Yes, thank you. This is now the hung pop. (laughs) Okay, and we get back into the pop culture. (laughs) But I will say that he does seem very sincere. 
He's and, really confused. And I'm wondering, like, damn, like, did he really mm-hmm. embezzle, as they're calling it, this money? And the lawyer um, I was watching, I, I can't remember what news outlet they were on, but the lawyer um, was with him um, during the interview on the news, and the lawyer brought up the fact that, like, the university has broken all kind of FERPA regulations by disclosing this young man's information, mm-hmm. disclosing mm-hmm. his financial aid without having consent by the student. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this all kind of like broke out from a blog. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... So, so again, somebody leaked like, it who may not have been like, you know, a higher up. But then right. also, I heard he wasn't the only student that has been going through kind of this, you know, financial help, right? Even though he may or may not have needed it. Does that have anything to do with the six people who were fired? Because... Let's be clear, Tyrone has not been fired, and he is still a student at mm-hmm. Howard University mm-hmm. today. So, um, yeah, I. If you guys I don't get a know. chance, I would definitely listen to the latest episode of the In Theory podcast, just because Terry broke it down, and he was just like, you know, he went to a school where, you know, at the end of the day, in life, connections run things, right? And so Tyrone seems to be like a well-connected individual. If you are that sort of person. It could be kind of natural order for you to walk into a financial aid office and be like, yo, you know, my financial situation is X, Y, Z. Can you help me out? And, you know, a financial aid worker or maybe even like the dean of the financial aid office may be like, don't worry, baby. We know who you are. Let me hook you up. You may not have to fill out this scholarship to actually get the scholarship money. Right. Or you may not have to go through this application process to get funds from here, there, everywhere. Next thing you know, your bill has racked up. 400000 Also, to add that on, if you look at how much money he got, yeah, it seems like a lot, but Howard is also an expensive-ass school. So if he keeps going back requesting more funds to match up to what Howard is demanding, mm-hmm. when you do that subtraction, is he getting the full 400000 So 400000 I did a little bit of math. It's... That's excessive. Um, mm-hmm. If you... At even our most prestigious Ivy League institutions, um, if a student is receiving a full ride, yeah. it's about two, a little bit over $200,000 in, in aid that they would receive. Oh. So it does seem a little excessive that it kind of he kind of doubled that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, financial aid is solely based off a of cost of attendance. And the cost of attendance is set by the school. And I'm also wondering... Did this all occur in undergrad? Because as a graduate student... He's also student, a grad student, yeah. Law school is very okay. expensive. Okay, and he went to undergrad and grad, no? And you could spend over $100,000 per year. There we go. So $400,000 may not be that far-fetched. You know, I guess we'll kind of see what comes out. You know, the last interview that I saw, I thought it was kind of interesting that they're not speaking to... I hear you proclaiming your innocence, but... That fake crap. I would really now. like to hear. Well, how did your name get caught up in all this anyway? Right. Like, how did any, how do we even know about a Tyrone Hankerson? How are you, you the are... only one out of all them people though? And so I feel like whoever leaked it may have had something against him. Against maybe him personally. It could have been a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I honestly can say I hope he don't go to jail. Especially if he's innocent. The last thing we want is another black man. Well, he's already been villainized. Mm. Name, credibility. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go now. But if he's innocent, of course we we you know we don't we don't want anything to happen to him. But if you did this shit, you know, you like I said on the last episode, you have was 
whatever's coming to you. Yeah. And if you did it, you should just give that money to charity. And if you need my mailing address, just let me know. <laughs> okay. We we need to send it to the hunger pot. Up a Patreon and he can send it to that. <laughs> okay. Because we need help. We show that you've been given to to a good cause. Help us. We're poor. We're poor. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what's up. What else we got for the home pop? I don't know. You don't want to run in it. I wish I could have seen it. Um, I was like, oh shit. Like I was caught on spot. Like a Nate, like you, you was checking my phone and you saw those those text messages. I oh wait, no. See. That could be our hung pop. You want to move to the hung music? Well, one more thing. I don't know if folks have heard, but Fabulous is facing some serious Bitch. jail time. Let's talk about it. Did you see that video? I haven't seen any videos, any pictures. Don't watch it. Have you? My spirit What's is shaking. The video? Literally, so Emily's father is like cussing at him, screaming at him. He has something that looks like a knife and it's about to like stab him. Emily tries to like, it seems like she's walking towards him to calm him down. This is all aerial view too, so I don't know who's taking that video. And he's like aerial. literally about to stab her up. Are you serious? I don't know what's going on in that relationship, but that shit was crazy to me. It made me feel so uncomfortable. I do not do well with domestic violence because I don't feel like you yeah, should I don't, I don't, I don't, engage in that shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, it it doesn't work well for me. I don't, I don't, that's, mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So apparently he like knocked her teeth out in the front and she had to have her, surg- have them surgically removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So apparently um, stories are, are reporting that Fabulous is facing up to 10 years in prison. Lock him up. Keep him away from her. Domestic abuse. And apparently he's also sent her some threatening text messages, threatening her life. I think he is the baby mom. I'm sorry. She is the baby mom. Like, they have a child. No, they have, yeah. And I remember when Emily was on Love and Hip Hop, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? New York. Mm -hmm. And you could see traces of the abuse. You can see traces of the this low self-esteem yeah. and the, like you can really see that Emily was she was a troubled woman. And what I don't get is that there are people like the game, like Lil Mo, who are sticking up for Fabulous, and I'm just like, Bobby? see, clearly I don't know enough about listen, this story. Listen, Lil Mo, girl, you are the last person who should speak about anybody's relationship. Okay, well, you can't. <laughs> well, yeah, your track record is is not good at all. It's too much. It's too much. I love is never that great. Where you you be hitting me and punching me in my face and I believe Tina said, "What's love me? got to do with it?" Yeah. Okay. And she said, that "Safety guy. over love, any day." And that man, remember at the closer to the end of the movie, when she was in the car, he got in the car, tried to give her some flowers. She said, "Look." A lot of people came to see me tonight. They came to see me. Ike. They came to see me. <laughs> okay? okay, I have a show. Good night, Ike. <laughs> and he came to the dressing room, threatening to try to kill her. I gotta go. Yeah. There's people outside waiting for me. Yes, I'm young, hard. <laughs> I'm young, hard, and kill. Yo, Angela Bassett, you are just the, the fact that she didn't actress. get an Oscar for that show. You know what? <sighs> you know what is it? You know what it is, though. Yeah. You know what it is, but um, so yeah, that's 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 all I have for Hong Pop. Unless you have any honorable mentions. Mm-mm, that was it. You reminded me of that 
thing that needs to be put in the hung pot. <laughs> you ready for the hung music? So for hung music, I just wanted to mention um, John Legend was on The Breakfast Club this past week, um, really just promoting his live show, Jesus Christ Superstar, which that came I feel out like on Easter weekend. He was perfect for that part. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not John Legend? To play black Jesus. To play a black Jesus. Yeah. And John Legend really don't have to change much about himself to play this role. Um, but shout out to him and Chrissy Teigen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they lit. They're... Is it a door? I think they have a daughter, baby yeah, girl, who's beautiful. So gorgeous. Um, so just just shout out to them. So John Legend mentioned uh, during his Breakfast Club interview that he knows who bit Beyonce. Yes, he does. That it really happened. Someone bit Beyonce in the face, and he said he ain't saying shit. So he signed his non-disclosure. Mm-hmm. He won't be mentioning anything because he wants to make sure that he gets invited to the next white party, all white party that Beyonce throws. Oh, can we get invited <laughs> too? We, just, we have been liked by Andy Cohen. Our pussy miles have gone up, okay? Or pussy stars. <laughs> and the miles, please, if you really check the, check the record. So, and what are the records? I'm speaking for you, not for me. So, <laughs> I don't know what any of Our stars is. have gone up. We need to be at Beyonce's party. Well, John Legend is making sure that he's also one in the number. And he is not disclosing who bit her on the face. But he says someone definitely did. Mm-hmm. And he says that himself and Chrissy were not there and present in the room when it happened. But several other people were. Because and... I'm sure everybody's phone was going off that night, right? We're like, did you see that bitch bite her? Because for anyone to even lay hands okay. or lay teeth to lay hands on Queen B, you lay teeth on her? Okay. The fuck? Like, we know it's you, Sanaa. But what's her um, security guard's name? He's always around. He's been there since day one. Fine ass Julius. He had to have, like, did he tackle her? Did he, like, just flip? Like, what, what, like, I'm just wondering, like, what happened? Was it an incident like we saw in the elevator? Where Beyonce was just like, mm. I really feel like she let it go. Because she's like, this girl on drugs. I know she be using drugs. So do you believe what Tiffany Haddish said? Like, do you think that her commentary, um, as far as like what Beyonce commented... I choose to because it was just like, so that bitch joy. is crazy. She on Don't, drugs. Do you really think that Beyonce was saying... Like, I believe Beyonce talks exactly like that, if not worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is why I love her. I love her. it. I love her. I love it. I love it. And... For the record, I am looking up John Legend. Remember, he had a couple nudes leak. His butt, it, it looks amazing. Oh, yeah, his ass was great. Yeah, so I'm John just Legend looking at that now. John Legend is really fucking adorable. He's fine. And that picture that has been floating around uh, the social medias for forever with that baby that looks exactly like, like him, John his twin. <laughs> John Legend looks so I love cute. it. He looks so cute. Could you imagine him at UPenn? I could imagine. How was I not older in, in the area? Various types of ways. Hey man, let's to be move honest on. with you. <laughs> let's just let's be honest. I'm yes, just honesty is the policy. Okay. <laughs> and to wrap home music up, I know I haven't mentioned it in a long time, but just for my Spotify uh, premium members out there who use Spotify, don't forget to look up my playlist. I Dante is mm-hmm. popping. You have a good time. It's very. You can cute. work out to it. You can run to it. You can have a party. It could be your playlist. It could be your DJ for a party. You can cuddle to it. 
Well, I mean, I guess you could. You can cuddle to anything. <laughs> it's a little ratchet, so, <laughs> you know. So, what's up? This week, are you hung up or are you hanging up? Do you want me to go first or you? You choose, and I will follow suit. <laughs> I will go first then. Um, just real quick, I wanted to say that I am hung up on, first of all, we uh, we all love that Will Smith joined Instagram. I mean, it's the best thing that's happened to Instagram in a very long time. Yes. Will Smith, you're everything. A blessing <laughs> beyond compare, Mr. Smith. We love you. Um, and shout out to you because you you know you're Philly native. Um, but anywho, Will Smith recently was in Atlanta shooting um, a new movie that he's starring in, and on set or it seemed like you know where the trailers are, he met these two little kids who are entrepreneurs. Um, their names are Anthony and Jaden. Mm. Two adorable kids. Look like they were probably between the ages of 10 and probably 14. Um, and they own a business called Brown Boys Lemonade. And Will Smith introduced them, introduced their business, and did decided to do like a test taste live on Instagram. And he posted it. And, of course, the video has since gone viral. Yeah. The two little boys, you guys, if you haven't seen the video, you have to watch it. Their reaction is just adorable. As Will Smith is sitting there drinking the lemonade, they are literally jumping for joy. Just the fact that, number one, they met Will Smith, and number two, that he is drinking at their lemonade, just to see how happy these two little little black boys are, is just really um, heartwarming. Yeah. So I really wanted to say I was hung up on them. Um, because I just thought it was awesome and really the best thing that I've seen all week. So, nice, nice. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I am. The look was very much like, bitch, are you ready for this shit? Cause <laughs> so, I am hung up, first and foremost, but I am hung up on you, Eric. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, bitch. Yes, Who bitch. are you really you. hanging up or hung up on? All right, so give me a chance. So you're hanging up on me. No, I'm hung up on What you. did I do? <laughs> this sounds so fucking scripted. <laughs> this season on the Real House Podcast of Philadelphia. <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. No, but I, I truly am. We hope you're listening. I think that we so often highlight other people. Oh, you're serious? We, oh, I'm very serious. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. That we, napkin. Okay. That we don't actually take the time to um, highlight ourselves. And... I don't. I think it's so easy to not recognize the fact that we are literally taping in a brand new space, your space, right? We are. We have gone through about four ish or three ish months. We're into the fourth month of this new year, and you have really reached so many new heights, not only professionally, personally. Um, you mentioned earlier this um, episode that you put yourself in a space that you know may not have felt comfortable but you kind of took that chance to kind of better yourself like i don't want to just pass over those efforts that you've made to better your life as like and make them seem like nothing because they really are something and i just want to say that i am hung up on you because i feel like you have just shown shown so much growth in these three months and these three going on four months, you have really put words to action, whereas a lot of people just sit in words. And I don't know, I'm just really proud of you. I know this is really awkward for you, probably. And like, 
I probably don't have all of the right words in this moment because I didn't write them down because these are not vows. But <laughs> but I really am proud of you and I, I really have to just like put that out there. So I'm hung up on you. You're a cutie. And I can't wait to see how you grow further in this year. I appreciate that because um, we all need to be, you know, and this is really for folks listening, like uplift your friends, uplift the people who are around you, even when they seem strong, they may not be, you know what I mean? Or when folks aren't strong, you know what I mean? Like you have to like check in, see how people are doing because this shit is not easy. You know what I mean? Like, just adulting in general. We talk about that shit all the time. Um, I've definitely gone through a lot of changes in 2018. The beginning of the year, I was like everybody. 2018 is going to be my best year. Mm -hmm. You know, what I did in 2017 is old news, and I'm not doing that shit again. Yeah. But sometimes we do fall back. You know what I mean? And we we do sometimes do the same shit again. So... I mean, for me, you know, I'm able to really get through because of people like you and just friends to uplift me and to keep me grounded. Um, and we praise God that your fall back wasn't stronger than your spring forward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you pushing through. I appreciate you. Yeah. You're awesome. Thank You're doing you. it. You're so awesome. With your Maxine Shaw attorney at Law Braves. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Anyways, before we start crying, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. R. Y. A. N. Yeah, and I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. And don't forget to continue um, to send your love, your feedback, your comments, all your emails to HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes. And again, thank you so much for your rates, reviews, comments. Um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can find a man who is doing the work. You can find one here on the show. <laughs> but, oh, which reminds me, yeah. send to hungupod at gmail.com the reasons why you would be a perfect match for Eric. Because remember, that game is coming up. You thought I forgot? Not, it's not, Did not. No. It's okay? Not, it's not coming Matchmaker. Up. The game it's is not. coming up soon. Okay? <laughs> And let go of those anchors, y'all. Yeah. <coughs> if y'all have any people, any men holding in you your down, life who's holding you down, let those boats sail, boo. Realize that they're an anchor before it's too late, before you're drowning. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. Yes. <laughs> a little gospel. Anyway, Love tell it. them bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Peace out, y'all. Bye.